Hi, everyone. Welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel, and I'm back with another amazing story about New York City. And it is fall in New York. Oh, my gosh. Last Saturday was just... uh, Chef's kiss. It was just wonderful. The city felt alive. Everyone was out. Everyone was looking good. The food was excellent. The art was wonderful. I mean, I actually looked over at my husband at one point and I was just like, how can anyone live anywhere else? And that is why New Yorkers are so annoying. I'll be honest. Like, I just love it here so much. 16 years in and I'm just still having these days. And if you aren't having one of these days, go out, have some fun, come visit. I mean, it's just, it's perfect right now. So this leads me into my first thing that I want to talk about, and that is New York in the fall, okay? I've been talking to a lot of my friends about their favorite New York movies. Here is why. It's a little plug, okay? They had fun for our curated days. You get a questionnaire, and the last question is, what is your favorite New York movie? It's just there for fun. You don't have to say it, but it just tells us a bit about you and maybe like a time period or neighborhood you might like. That's it. But it got me talking to all of my friends about their favorite New York movies. And the answers have been so different and so varied. And for so many reasons, you know, some lean rom-coms, some are about, you know, the mafia, some are set in certain decades. It's just been very interesting. And a lot of them happen to be set during the fall. I'm sure this is intentional because New York is so great in the fall and everyone loves it. But it just got me thinking about what are your favorite New York City movies? And I would genuinely love to know. So another little plug on our Instagram this week. We're going to put up a question in the stories for your favorite New York City movie. Please respond. I would love to know. I'll share some of the good ones. I'll share the ones that get a lot of mentions and maybe I'll even share my own. It's like a slightly embarrassing, but I just can't help it. It, I just love it so much. Okay. You know, like I said, if you're not going out and having some fun, please do it. It's such a great time. There's so much on offer right now in New York City and I just, I'm just so excited. Okay. You can tell. Let's get into the Rachel's Rex because it will lead you perfectly into something to do. Okay, number one is Karma Gallery. They have a few locations, but this one you need to go to is on East 2nd Street between A and B. The show is called Paintings in New York, 1971 to 1983, and it is an all-female paintings show. It's absolutely incredible. The space is wonderful. The pieces are just so moving, beautiful, awesome, inspiring. I mean, anything you can think of, this is it. And I highly recommend that you go see it as well before it closes on November 5th, Karma, East 2nd Street. Please go enjoy yourself. Okay, I don't know what's been going on, but for some reason I am just craving Indian food and I have yet to scratch that itch, but I have a plan. Next week, I will be taking myself to Dosa Delight. Have you ever been? It's on 73rd Street in Jackson Heights. They have the most phenomenal Pondicherry Dosa. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Stick with me. It's wrapped up like a burrito. It's super spicy. It's so delicious. It's inexpensive. The room leaves a little to the imagination. You're not going there for the decor. You're not, you know, it's, it's wonderful food priced very reasonably. Take the seven train out to Jackson Heights. Go have some fun. I cannot recommend this place enough. I, I mean, I'm going to be there next week. Like my, my mouth is watering thinking about it. Those are Rachel's Rex. Let's get into our show. You will not be surprised. I am so, so, so excited to have this guest. She is a comedian. She is an actress. She has been killing it on Instagram and TikTok with her impressions. They're just so hilarious. She also is the host of HQ Trivia and of her own podcast, Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Please welcome to the show, the hilarious, the talented Anna Roisman. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, Oh my gosh. Thank you. As I was saying, I'm like dying at your impressions currently. Can we just like run down the list of I'm no, seriously. It means the world. Joan Rivers, Julia Fox, which has been like so on point. (laughs) 
Steve from my favorite show of all time, Sex in the City. Gabby from The Bachelorette. Thank you. You saw my Gabby. I don't know if people know I did her. It's truly perfect. Okay. And then just like quickly, Leah Michelle, Alaria, incredible. Like thank they're, you they're so, much. so no, they're seriously, everyone listening to this, thank you. They're so on point. You know, you see people do like impressions sometimes. You're like, oh, whatever, it's good. But like, I've got to tell you that Gabby is like 100% her. Oh my God. Thank you. It's so good. They saved my pandemic. I just like, I always love doing them and I never really put them out. And now I do them like all week long. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're really good. I love seeing them. I mean, on top of all that, we said all these other things. You do stand up comedy. You're also an actress. You host your own podcast. There's so much to choose from. So what would you like to talk about? Where, Where can we start? Oh my God. Well, we could talk about how we met, which I did not officially remember, which is hilarious. You hit me up and you're like, we work together. And I did not even remember. I still want to remember it. Like you're familiar to me for sure. But I'm like, I can't remember this job that we had, which is so embarrassing. Or I I blame COVID. It's a very New York tale working some like odds and end jobs when you're like early 20s moved to the city. All of it just fades out of your brain. But like, right. thank God I still had your email address saved because now we have you. I love it. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> we're talking a bit about moving to the city and all of that jazz. Let's let's start with my first questions, which are always, when did you move to New York City? I moved to New York City many moons ago. I don't say my age publicly because I'm I'm mentally 24 and I like people to believe that. But no, I, I graduated in 08 and then I moved to the city right after that, the day after I graduated college. So I went to school in Boston and then I moved to New York that day, the day after. Wow. So you moved the day after you graduated. I love that. Yeah. It feels just like a shit ton of gumption. When we were 18, my parents were like, you're done. Like you can't come home after. So I never went home (laughs) even for a summer. I never went home once I was in college. (laughs) I never. And I had an internship in New York city, my junior year of college. So I lived here that summer. And then I also got a restaurant job that summer because my internship didn't pay because this was back in the, you know, ice age. And so I, (laughs) they pay now. (laughs) I'm like, could you imagine being like just graduated and getting paid at your internship? I'd thrive. And so I worked in a restaurant and they off, they were like, as soon as you're done college, you have a job here. And then they like called me and they were like, actually, could you come like May, whatever, because like our maitre d', I was maitre d'ing, I was running the door and they were like, our maitre d's leaving for the summer and we need someone like right away. And I was like, I'm there. I was like, I graduate like Monday. I could be there like Tuesday. And they were like, great. I can't believe you are maitre d' like right out of college. My first job here was like a hostess. I made $12 an hour. I remember it vividly. And you had a maitre d' job. That's like very serious. Well, I hosted, I fucked up freshman year of college in Boston. And so I had to do an acting class for a summer, like in the first part of the summer. So I had to get a job. So I got a job at a restaurant. So I was hosting there. So I, and I loved making money. I was like, wait, this is sick. And cause I was very blessed that my parents did pay for my college, but they were really angry when I got D's and had to go to, had to raise my GPA with an acting class. So I I, I like got this job at a restaurant and it was very like high end restaurant and I worked there and then I continued working there through the school year. And so like by my senior year, I was running the door. One of my like managers knew these people in New York. So I had like already like been doing it. 
So, <laughs> wow. No, that's incredible. It's like also just so great to just like put your feet right on the pavement and be like, I have a job. Cause yeah. that's like, I feel like one of the hardest parts for people who come. Okay. This plays a little bit into the second question, which is always, why did you come to New York? I'm assuming it has something to do with acting, but feel free to come. Absolutely. Me. Yeah. No, I moved yeah. to New York because I was going to be on Broadway. Naturally. I wanted to do musical theater. I grew up doing musical theater. I didn't major in it. I majored in TV production. And so I was very torn at the end of college. Like, do I move to New York or LA? because a lot of my production friends were moving to LA, but I had this job in New York. I had connections already in New York. So I, I chose New York, but I, I I auditioned for theater. As soon as I got here, like that's what I was like going out and doing. And I booked some shows, but they were out of town, which I was like, this sucks when you have to do theater. But, <laughs> you know, it's very honorable to like get a job at a local, at a local theater. You know what I mean? At like a regional theater. Yeah. And I worked at like two fun places. I made good friends and I like got to do good work, but it was like, I was like, wait, but I'm not in the city. So that was kind of weird. I'd like literally go out and do shows like Wednesday through Sunday, come back, work my restaurant job Monday to Tuesday, take another train back to like Pennsylvania, do a show. Like it was psycho. The hustle. I know. Yeah. So, and I also felt like I didn't fit in at the like musical theater auditions, mostly because like I'd walk in and like all these people knew each other and they all had like the right dance shoes and they all had like had gone to some musical theater conservatory and it was like such a click and I was just such an outsider. I felt like at all these places I made like one friend and because we were both in like leather jackets at some like dumb audition (laughs) and I was like, I like her. I don't know why, but (laughs) we're not dressed like these other people here. Uh. It's so funny to hear you say that you didn't feel like you belonged in that or something because um, while I have never seen you like perform on stage your Leah Michelle singing is wonderful so Thank I have you. to imagine that you are quite the musical theater performer I do sing I sing at Joe's pub every six weeks with this really fun cover band oh wow awesome so I do get some singing in um one day I'll come back and I'll be Roxy Hart on Broadway I did it in college so I know I can do it <laughs> but I was like you know that's the role you get when you're like you've done your career and like they want to try you on Broadway like yes. you can come and do like a six yes. week stint in Chicago <laughs> I feel like I'll get that. I will. Yeah. If not sooner, you know, if, if there's, if I don't like try myself at theater sooner, but I started doing improv and UCB stuff while I was auditioning like that first year. And I was like, oh, I, I get along with a lot of these people. It's great to know that you found a way to sort of like pivot that. You're like, maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do, or maybe this isn't the room that I fit in. But now look at how successful you are now and like all of the other things you're doing. It's it's incredible. You're so sweet. That means a lot because I feel like a piece of shit every morning when I wake up. But. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theme. I'm telling you, I constantly talk to people and I'm just so like impressed by everyone and motivated by everyone. And I just find them so inspirational. And then, I mean, outside looking in, you're fucking killing it okay so just like that is so (laughs) thank you so much some days I feel that way but most days um I wrap myself in saran wrap and walk around New York City like (laughs) I don't know what people want to think about my career and thank you for that is she getting paid to do this no No. but you know um but that's very kind of you. Thank you so much. No, it's um, very true. It's very true. Easy to be hard on ourselves, but not. You've been very successful and more to come. One question I always like to ask, because I'm just picturing young Anna moving to the city, being a maitre d', like huffing it on the streets of Broadway. Where where was your first apartment? Okay, I had an amazing, amazing situation. I, I, it's going to sound not amazing, but so my ex-boyfriend and I, we were together many years and we moved here when we graduated and his uncle had died. I never met the guy, but his uncle had died like a couple months months before we were moving to New York. Oh my gosh. And 
he had an apartment in Soho on literally like Mountain Prince, prime location. And his wow. parents <laughs> said, listen, like we have your uncle's apartment. You guys can stay there while you like, you know, start your life in New York. And I got very comfortable being there because I was on Mountain Prince. Like, are you kidding? I'm like right in the heart of Soho. And Cafe Jatam was literally like next to wow. And then like three or four months in, they were like, okay, we're going to like get rid of the apartment now. And I was like, well, you know, I know my trains. I know like my commute. I like know all the restaurants around me. I like go to La Esquina three times a week to get tacos. Like <laughs> I was very comfortable there. So I was like, I'll just stay in Soho. And like literally that apartment, we slept on an open up couch too. There wasn't enough space for a bed. It was a two floor apartment, but it was an open up couch. Makes no sense, but that's <laughs> New York. And yeah, it was it was awful. Now that I think of it, it was nice, but it was awful. So I was like, I'll just stay in Soho. And that apartment was going for fifty one hundred a month. Oh, and this is back in the you know eighties, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't afford that. And so we then moved to Thirty Sixth Street. Um, pretty glamorous. It was a six floor walk up (laughs) and it faced the like entrance to the Lincoln tunnel, which I was like, that's kind of nice. (laughs) Um, charming. My dad never came. He was like six floors. Like I'll see you at your next apartment. Never showed up. (laughs) If I would like forget something, I was like, there's no way I'm going back up. I'd buy a sweatshirt on the street because I was like, well, I forgot a sweatshirt and it's colder than I thought. So I guess I have to go buy one. Like I wouldn't go back up. I'm so glad I asked you this question. (laughs) The 36th Street apartment was dope. I love the story of you moving here and your dad (laughs) refusing to see you. Um, So considering all of the successes you have and having been in New York City for so long, I have to ask you the most important question of the show, which is, Anna, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York City? I would say I had the night I met my boyfriend was a very wild, funny night. And it was sort of like, an unexpected, unplanned, you know, unexpected night. Those are always the good ones. We met at UCB, which is embarrassing. It's a comedy theater <laughs> and he was doing comedy and I was like one of the judges on this like improv show or whatever. And like, I was, I, I was like in my prime, I was in a relationship for seven and a half years with my ex-boyfriend. Wow. I know. And then we broke up, which was, which was traumatizing to me. I didn't do anything for a long time. I was very, I was very, uh, changed. I was very depressed. I, I didn't even, I didn't leave my apartment for like six months. Oh, I don't wow. know. And so I was single for three years, but I would like to say I was in my prime, prime, prime. When I first met Jared, my boyfriend, I was like, I was hooking up with like three or four guys on rotation. I was like the sluttiest <laughs> I'd ever been in my life. And for you, I was like a very, like not slutty person. I was like, you know, a good girl. And I was scared of boys. And so this was the first time I was ever just like seeing multiple people. And I was like, I am so cool now. So that night we met, I left because <laughs> I was hooking up with this like drummer. And I was like, I have to go to a music show, like by loser comedians. Like I'm dating a musician and <laughs> I left. And so my friend tried to like set us up and she like put us on a group chat to try and get Hamilton tickets. That's a very New York uh, thing. Hamilton was like hot, like hot. And no one, we couldn't get tickets. And she was like, we're going to come up with a plan where we all like go and like wait on the line. We'll like take shifts and like wait on the line to like get like rush tickets. <laughs> Very serious, like uh, musical theater nerds shit. Yeah, for Psycho. sure. Psycho. And these were my comedy friends. Then my friend Mike was having a birthday party in Times Square, like a joke birthday party. <laughs> People in New York know you don't go to Times Square unless you have to. Right. Uh, I go for work. I go for auditions. I go 
to see shows. You don't go there to like go to a bar or like chill, right? You're not like, let's meet up in like on like 43rd and 8th. Like what a cool spot. Um, you don't. And so there was a Senor Frogs. Oh, yes. It's yes. everything you think. It's like, you know, tubes of margaritas and just like yes. a shit show. So, but it's also like very, any restaurant in Times Square is very expensive because it's all tourists. So they're like, we can charge $60 for a tube of margarita and like no one will know. They don't even like, they don't even know our language. Like it's yeah. it's obnoxious. <laughs> so he was having this birthday party at Senor Frogs. And my friend, Katie, at the time told, I guess, Jared, my boyfriend, to go with her. And I didn't know any of this was happening. Mind you, I had strep throat uh, for like the three days before this. I wasn't even going to go to this birthday. I was like on medication. And then my friend was like, I'm bringing Jared. And I was like, for me, like what? I was like, I don't know if people are like bringing <laughs> friends. It was a reservation for like 12 people. A reservation at St. Absolutely. Uh, my friend really committed to this. And yeah. so I guess I felt like, oh my God, I guess I have to go. Took my meds, popped some Tylenol, you know, whatever. I took a lot. And uh, so I was like healthy. I wasn't like contagious at the time. I love how this is like pre-COVID and I'm like so worried. I'm like, oh my God, I, did I go out with strap throat? Maybe. And <laughs> I I go to the bar or whatever and she brings him. He's the only one there who doesn't know anyone. He's the only like plus one. No one else brought a friend, a, a partner. Like he's there just for you. Pretty much. And he wasn't weird or anything. Like she probably was like, come to this birthday. Like everyone's going. It's going to be so funny. It's going to be in Times Square. So we go and um, it's it's wild. And I immediately order like the tube of the margarita, which I do think is bad to do when you're on like a medication for strep throat, like amoxicillin <laughs> and shit. I'm immediately like very <laughs> drunk and I don't get that drunk but I was drunk and we go on the dance floor like all of us and we're all like dancing or whatever there's a dance floor <laughs> oh yeah there's a full dance floor it's Mexico in Times Square it closed but it was like full on like a spring break party in Times Square but there's like kids it was like families there it was like eight o'clock on a Friday night and um <laughs> And I all of a sudden, okay, so I have a thing on Instagram. My OG followers know I moon everywhere I go. I, I always show my ass. It's a thing I do. <laughs> I moon every vacation I've ever been on. I've there are mooning photos of me. I started 10 years ago in the Dominican Republic and I always moon. <laughs> so I thought it'd be funny to moon on the dance floor at Senior Frogs. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> you know, of course it would. Yeah. It was great with my brand. And so I just remember like I had a dress on and I just remember like I lifted my dress to moon and my friend held my phone to take a picture. And next thing I know, I'm like being tapped on the shoulder by a security guard to get <gasps> off the dance floor. Oh gosh. And I'm like kicked off the dance floor for mooning. <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on? We are taking jello shots coming out of like syringes right, like, right. Just a... <laughs> and they're like excuse me miss you've taken it one step too far right like where does she live I live down the street now yeah. <laughs> and so it was just like a really wild night and then after that we ended up going to another bar and we sang karaoke and the karaoke bar I go there all the time it's Sid Gold's on 26th street so we go there and I'll never forget I sang Will You Love Me Tomorrow by Carol King which is one of my all-time favorite songs oh wow did probably and <laughs> and I sang it like to Jared I'm like how ballsy is that we haven't Aww. even like dated but I sang that song and then he sang fucking what's that song from um Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory like pure imagination oh okay he sang that which is just like are you on drugs? Like that's a weird song to choose in yeah. any karaoke setting. You heard him sing that and you're like, that's him. That's my guy. I <laughs> don't even know. And it was like 4 a.m. We like kept going to bars and then we like 
made out in a cab. So he lived down in the East Village and I lived on the East Side in Gramercy. So we like shared a cab home and we like made out. And that was our first night ever hanging out together. And it was just such a like, of course, in New York, like you end up at a karaoke bar where like, you know, you sing. Of course. Songs you want to perform. You know, you're not just getting up there to like belt out for non blondes. Like I'm like performing Carol King. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and then we made out and uh and that was it. Six years later, we were like still together. I love the cherry on the top. The ending is the making out in the cab on the way home. It's just such a perfect New York tale of being young, having fun. I, I'm guessing probably meeting the love of your life the first night being like, it's you and me, guy. We're making out in this cab at 4.30 in the morning. But like, I was very respectful. I was like, I'm not going home with him or he's not coming <laughs> over. You know, I still have four other guys I'm rotating. Right? Yeah, yeah. I probably just stopped talking <laughs> to the other guys at the time. You can see my butt on the dance floor at Senior Frogs, but I will not go into your apartment with you. Isn't that wild? I'm like, I can't believe you like actually wanted to still hang out with me. I got kicked out in front of him. He was on the dance floor. Like everyone was there and like secure was like, can you stop showing your bare ass to the kids here? He probably <laughs> thought you were so fun, you know, being in the dating scene and it just kind of drains you. And like he sees you and like this girl is just down. She's so fun and she's mooning and she's drinking giant margaritas. I like her energy. I can see yeah. it. Why would he not be into that? I love it. Little did he know six years later, he'd be my full DP and photographer and have to take ass photos of me everywhere I went. So. <laughs> He knew what he was signing up for. Oh, God. It was a wild night, though. But RIP Senor Frogs, that's gone. That's the biggest takeaway. No, I mean, I love that story. It's very being out with your friends, being young, having fun, going to multiple stops. Karaoke is a must. And then at the end of the day, finding your boyfriend. Yeah. And also, I went to Times Square once for the Guy Fieri restaurant after that terrible, terrible review came yes, out. Yes. And I kid you not, I went with my best friend and her boyfriend at the time. And he, after. We got appetizers. He got sick and was in the bathroom. And we were like one man down, but we stayed. We were okay. And so he left. We put him in an Uber. He left. <laughs> he was like violently ill. And then we stayed and finished dinner. And then we were like <laughs> drunk and went to the Forever 21. They have a, I don't think since the pandemic, I have no idea, but there was a Forever 21 that was open yes. until 1 a.m. And yeah. we'd go in the middle of the night and <laughs> buy clothes. And buy and shop, you know? And I was like, what a New York night. Anyone who lives in New York can be like, that's insane. That's not <laughs> normal. No, I think there's something to learn from this, which is like, you can have a good time in Times Square. I think that's like, should be the new thing is that people should should consider going to Times Square maybe. Right? Well, I love that story. I think it is a perfect New York story. And like I said, I do think people should consider adding Times Square uh, into the repertoire of going out. But now that we've had that fabulous story, I have to ask you my last and final question of the show. I think we might know which direction this is going to go. But what is your favorite thing about New York City? My favorite thing about New York City is the smell of trash. No, um, <laughs> no. My favorite thing about New York City, it's no surprise if you've listened to this entire episode, but it's Broadway. I, I of course. grew up coming to New York to see Broadway shows. I grew up in Philadelphia. There's a feeling I get when I see live theater that nothing else compares to it. You know, I love movies. I go to comedy shows, unfortunately, but there's something different about being in a Broadway theater and seeing a show that makes me appreciate the city so much. And like, you know, it's a ritual. Like I have my places. I go into, you know, 
I go into Times Square, if you yes, can believe. And it's it's when I like going to Times Square because I know I'm seeing a show. I got to say, I like it a lot more now that I have a car. So I highly recommend getting your own means of transportation. It's not bad to take the train there, but I love driving in and parking in a lot. Like I'm like this mom from Westchester or something. So I go in, I go to my place, Bar Central. I'll recommend that to everyone. It's a hidden place. It's kind of right Ooh. by Joe Allen. It's like above. It's like a speakeasy little restaurant. It's the best place ever. And I go there for dinner and then I like seeing a show. And I just, it's the feeling of being in a Broadway theater and you know experiencing that if you've never experienced it you got to do it when you come to New York and if you live in New York take advantage of it get a cheap ticket do rush tickets I see as much as I can for cheap because you can and then after the show I go home <laughs> yeah, I get right back in my car no I, yeah. this is such, such a perfect answer you know I think it's such a heartfelt answer and one maybe that people did see coming but you know it's the truth. You can only do Broadway in New York City. Yeah. It's the best of the best. And it is something that I think oftentimes New Yorkers take for granted. And I totally agree with you. Today ticks, rush ticks, something like that. Once again, here we are promoting Times Square. In this. But go go see a Broadway show. They're back. And I just think it's such a beautiful answer. And it's who you are. And it's what you love. And it is only available to you in New York City. Absolutely. You know, for a long time there as a comic, you you kind of don't want to be known as like a person who loves theater. Like I have a friend, my friend Alexis, and he makes fun. He calls me like the biggest theater nerd ever. He, we do comedy <laughs> together. And I just, I don't, I don't like that it's such a stigma, but now I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to lean in. We made it through a pandemic. If I love Broadway and I want to see shows, like I'm going to lean in and brag about it. So I think it's a great thing to love about New York. I hope it inspires everyone to go see a Broadway show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for spending time with us and telling us a great New York City story. Thank you. Most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun. <laughs>